What's up, everybody? Oh, that was me drinking coffee. Time change uh, doesn't jack me up, or hadn't jacked me up in the past. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, got you this time. Jet lag has always fucked me up. Yeah. Even two hours. Fuck me up. And then just today, I got slapped in the face. You feel you're beat today. Yeah. I mean, we've had like a stressful-ish couple days. It's launch week. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, things will be live in like six days. Monday the 21st, 3SB.co, good company, new launch, rocking the hoodie, uh, kind of an Americana throwback, American traditional type vibe, a couple hoodies, some lounge rest day shorts, a couple oversized tees, which are probably my favorite tees we've ever made. Um, so yeah, we shot all day, but it's not like we're fucking... It's not really work. No, and we're it, the bosses, so it's not like we're like, all right, be out of here by six. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, like, it's just you know you have money writing on it. That's the yeah, yeah, stress and then counting shit and then emailing people and then already preparing for the next launch and then still trying to lift and then I think maybe I hate to say it because I'm not shredded, but I've been dieting for like six weeks, mm-hmm. eight weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I think that's making me a little tired. I hate to say it because like when you know we've hung out with. Alberto Nunez or whoever, and they're they're diced the fuck up. Yeah, you and can see their pancreas working. Yeah, yeah. literal. Yeah, yeah they look like those <laughs> Amazonian frogs with no like pigment, and you can see through their body. Yeah, and so like I hate to say like, man, I'm tired from dieting, but I know people that have suffered to yeah. get shredded, but a little bit less calories, and, and I'm training really hard for the first time in maybe three four years. A minute. Yeah, like we're kind of getting after it right now, which feels good, but then it's just catching up to your boy. My eyes are just heavy, I guess. Yeah. I've been, you know, this is weird. This time change, you spring forward, yeah. but I'm tired earlier, which just make, <laughs> makes no sense at all. And my body always preps for this change by waking up earlier. Oh. Uh, yeah. So that's what happened on the first day. Sunday? Sunday. I woke up at like six, yeah. which would would have been five. Yeah. But I felt great. Yeah. And then yesterday I slept in a bit, woke up at like eight new time, which would have been old seven, right? Yeah. And that's how I normally wake up about seven. And then today I woke up at seven and I'm dead. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how any of that goes. I got caught in a computer update cycle last night. Like I was updating all of my Apple shit last night for whatever reason. Is there new stuff? Do I need to update something? <laughs> There's new stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. On my phone? Yeah. You, you have the new phone. So there may be, uh, not that it matters at the moment, but yeah. the, the uh, unlock your phone when you're wearing a mask. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. But I was doing that with my watch anyway all when, the, when it worked. I yeah. don't know. It, it, I don't really mind my password. It, like, punching it in. Oh, yeah. No, I have right. my face going, but like if it doesn't register, even with a hat sometimes, you know, if your hat's yeah. too low to get a little weird, I'll just punch it in. It's What's weird is that I'm reading articles that say that if you set it up with the mask on then that's how you do it. And that's totally uh, wrong. It says in the thing, no, you, you, don't ha- you don't have to wear a mask for us to set it up. This Why aren't we on that retina shit yet? Like, uh, is the Minority Report is the main one? Uh, I mean, I know there's a shit ton of movies. Star Trek 2 is the first one. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Retina. I mean, it makes <laughs> sense. Are your retinas that unique, though? I don't even know anything. They're supposed about, to be. Like a thumbprint type shit? Yeah, they're supposed to be. I don't I don't really know this, the absolute science I don't behind either. it. But, um, or, yeah, like a little, what if they could do like a, a non-invasive not bleeding, prick of your finger, analyze DNA, because that's got to be unique, right? Unless you're a twin, I guess. Even still, there's got to be something in there unique. I just, this is this is nuts, and it's it's on the topic, but off the topic. The I mean, this time. isn't even a topic. This is just my brain running. <laughs> um, uh, I pay attention to to ancestry and yeah. DNA and all that kind of crap, and, I, and there's a, a subreddit for... For the ancestry DNA for the ancestry dot com DNA thing, people post their results and yep. stuff there. And this last week, this one woman came on and said, "Yeah, my niece, uh, my nieces are twins, and they were always told that they were fraternal twins because they had two placentas." But they're is there normally one placenta? Uh, Was that the main difference? Well, here's the thing. Most of the time, if they're identical twins, yeah. they share a placenta. Uh-huh. But the thing is, not always. Uh-huh. They can have separate ones, and that and that's a lot of tea to drink after yeah. you have your kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> placenta tea. That's the thing. You know that, right? What placenta tea? Oh yeah, yeah. Or or you placenta soup? Or you dig a hole in the backyard and plant a 
throw it in, then plant a, a tree, tree on top of it. That I don't mind. Kyle Kingsbury did that, and then moved immediately. The tree I like. Moved moved to Austin, Texas, from the Bay Area. After the tree, at least, is like symbolic or whatever. Like that's cool, but like drinking that seems a little. I always wanted to ask if he, if they dug up the tree and took it to Texas with them. You got to right. That's one of a kind. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Fully absorbed by that point. Anyway, though, uh, she's like, "Yeah, but their their DNA results came up 100 percent match. They're oh. they're de- the same person, so they're definitely yeah. I- identical, even though they look somewhat different from each other." And someone else jumped in and said, "Oh no, it's more complicated than that, because sometimes with twins, the blood of one, the like DNA of one, sort of sits on top of the DNA of the other. So one." One twin is has the original DNA, and the other one is a chimera. So their blood is the same, but I've heard that term. Oh, it's a mixed species, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why, dude. And I hate to do it, but my favorite entertainer, probably of all time, is Alex Jones, and he talks about chimeras a lot. Oh my God! This took a turn. That I, I didn't just—I see. don't know why. Took a I mean, I do know violent why. Violent right turn. I think he—I think he's the most entertaining person on the planet. I—I I think that the denying that children died in in a in a school at a sh- shooting in well, a school I, I'm not is saying, one of the most vile things anyone's I, ever said or done. I'm not saying I public. get my news from him. Yeah, but still, I, I'm not getting my education from him. Yeah, I—I I just here's why I can't because I think that if you hear the same thing. Over and over, often enough, you will start to believe it's true, whether it's true maybe, or not. Maybe. And that, and, I mean, that's how propaganda works. Yeah, for sure. Propaganda is yeah. uh, scary because it comes from, or typical propaganda it comes from such an authority, you yeah. know. So you feel kind of blindsided by it. But I just take it as an entertainment, pure value. Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, but he I, talks about chimeras. Yeah, that's I, where I heard that term the first yeah, time. Probably, probably so. Yeah. Somebody take a beer. No, we got they got arranged in there. A whiskey? No, the beer. The those the tall white ones are beers. Oh, uh, they're like crazy beers that Chris brought in for some. And have nope. been there for a year and a half, and we haven't touched. The beer's probably no good then, right? Uh, no, bad. that's the that's a cellar cellar apple beer. So it's just so cool. probably like getting, whiskey forever. Yeah, probably getting better. Yeah. Oh, resell at eBay. Thanks, yeah. Chris. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> Thanks for a couple bucks. Sitting there next to our bottle of red breast that cost a fortune. Uh, probably even more now. Um, Where did we start with chimeras? Oh, twins? Oh, DNA. Twins. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they, so they, so their blood could be identical, but they're not identical. And what about guy-girl? I think I grew up with guy-girl, but they were like identical, but they weren't, you know? They have, that would have to be chimera, I guess, but even then. I don't, they, just, I don't they, they almost look like identical? Yeah, well, that, that's just looking very, very similar. Maybe they're just, yeah. I don't know. I don't know shit about fucking dna what what i will say is this though um if you get a bone marrow transplant yeah you take on the immune system of another person of the person who's the your donor yeah so because that's what you're trying you mean so you, you get a healthy it, person yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, shit up. so like when they test your your dna it's it's them yeah it's not it's not really you that makes sense bone marrow i don't know what to do with that but that's that's the truth yeah i don't even know where we started being tired <laughs> Being tired, DNA. Oh, to open to chimeras. open our fucking phone with DNA. Oh, 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 oh. Why you can't just do that? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Or like a door, you know? Like the retina, it makes sense if it is 100% unique, but I don't know shit about retinas either. But you know, like if I could handle a door and somehow they just like scrape without hurting me and just zap some DNA and well, then fucking open the door like for a, only me. Like a continuous glucose monitor kind of thing. Yeah, Although kinda, they stick oh, in yeah. though, though, right? Don't they? Yeah, I think yeah. some stick in. They stick in a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Bittner, Jessica, shout out to the Canadian forklifter, my favorite lifter. She always rocks one now. Mm. I mean, she's been type 1 diabetic, but now I think she just rocks like, yeah, the constant. Well, yeah, if, she, if she's a type 1 diabetic, that's a really good thing to do. Yeah. If you're not a diabetic at all, it's a total waste of time. Not if it but... opens my garage door. <laughs> Then it's fucking sick. But that's different. But it's, okay, so then you're going to get some Alex Jones shit here. Though That's yeah. like to, like the entire Christian right is going to be upset by that because of the whole Mark of the Beast thing. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I'm part of the Illuminati already. Sold my soul for a check mark on Instagram. <laughs> I guess you did. Yeah. That's Yeah. Yeah, it happened. Uh, there's another podcast that I listen to all the time, and like there are two hosts, and one of the hosts has, has a... Uh, uh, a check mark on Twitter and the other one doesn't. Yeah, I should flaunt a little more. And the real question there is because they're they're I mean, not 
neither one of them is more famous than the other. Yeah. There's no question about why. And the the guy without a check mark has a more unique name. He uh, <laughs> does the other guy because it used to be. I don't know if it's the case anymore. It used to be by publishing. So, like, I was in a bunch of magazines through Reebok. Yeah, that's often the way. Yeah, that that's you... how it used to be. It used to be, like, two or more. But yeah. I, but I'm not verified on Twitter, and it's arguably easier to get on Twitter. Supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, supposed to be. Uh, I'm verified on Twitch, but that's just partnered, which is kind of the same. Yeah. And then YouTube, Instagram. kind of. Yeah, Instagram. Did did Reebok do the Instagram one for you? Basically, like, indire- directly and indirectly. Yeah, because because they all my like publishing was like through them. I'd write articles for them or do videos for them, and then they would like not sell them, but like promote it through Men's Health and or they use a through. PR firm for that. Right. Yeah. yeah I think it was in house at the time. Now I think they use a firm. Yeah. A hundred percent of people appearing in magazines comes out of PR. I know it's companies. kind of the game that I probably should have played ten years ago, but just didn't. But that's what like. That's literally, if we want to start shit talking, that's literally, uh, it goes back to our, like our last question. I think we talked about like celebrity and gimmicky trainers. Mm -hmm. We didn't bring this up, but like a lot of that is like pseudo paid for, right? Like you get a PR team and then they get you into shape and men's health and it has nothing to do with your qualifications, not even really to do with your network. Like shout out to BJ Gador, our guy, like BJ was like top dog at men's health fitness for a Mm -hmm. long time. And like he, he, he wanted, he was going to about to fly me out there to do a bunch of projects with him. Before he left the company, but um, basically, it's just your PR team already knowing men's health and oh yeah yeah you could you could be you could be a trainer for two years, but if you have the best PR person that has the connections, you're going to be on the and you're hot enough, you're going to be on the front of Shape magazine. Yeah, well, I, 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 and then then you get a celebrity to see you on that magazine, and then you're now you're coaching fucking you know Gigi Hadid or whatever the fuck. Yeah, a uh, hundred yeah a hundred percent of the time it, it's because. Uh, of a PR thing, or yeah. I, I was 100% is maybe a little high. I would say 99% of the yeah. time is that, and 1% of the time, it's somebody with that orga- within that organization has been exposed to you at some point and actually like likes a, you and throws you yeah, in. Yeah, like a, a fan. Yeah. 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 All, all my stuff was kind of through Reebok. I, all my mainstream shit. Yeah. And everything else was with you and the crew. <clears throat> Back in the day, um, ST was, was a top 10, like, underground gym yeah. on men's health and that was 100% through Elite FTS's right. uh, PR firm. Yeah. yeah. yeah, And like it probably was so it's cool to get that. It probably right. was. Yeah, but like then like. But th- this was this was way back. Right. This is this is in the no, I remember seeing when it. we were in the hood. Yeah. 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 I remember seeing it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and I, I just don't like those games, you know, because to me, even I can't do a good job of lying to the world. Me and Kyle were up <laughs> one wall away because he lives with me and uh, texting each other like a cute little like a sleepover at like 10.30. We never do that either. We just started texting each other at like 10.30 the other night. And uh, we're talking about like branding and like what people do good and what's wrong with the industry and mm-hmm. whatever. And a lot of it is that is like even that little hump and that's like the smallest thing. Like I just can't get myself to lie about that. Yeah. Where other people... And it's not like a huge lie. I don't feel like I'm going to hell for that. But like, I don't think it's like authentic. And the whole reason I do podcasts, YouTube, Instagram is so I can be me and I don't have to fuck around. But guys will get a PR firm, which again, nothing wrong with that. But then get on men's health and then train some pseudo celebrity or rapper. And then like, just like claim like they're a master celebrity trainer mm-hmm. rather than just saying like, yeah, man, I'm pretty good at PR and business. Cause that's really what you're good at. Yeah. You know, or like, Oh, you have abs or whatever. Like, and we, I've literally met people day to day over the last 10 years that like say like, yeah, man, I'm not much of a trainer. Like I was kind of good at lifting or I had to look and this firm picked me up. I'm like, Oh, and now you're working with elite athletes. Like that sounds healthy. Yeah. Like, and I just can't get myself to one, get a PR firm. Cause it's never the route I wanted to go. And then two, like hide that fact and claim it was me that got on the cover of Men's Health. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like it was my dream to be on Men's Health. Look, I grinded my way here. Like, did you? Or you just hire the right person? Yeah. You know, and diet for six weeks. Like, meh. No. It'd be sick. I'd, I'd fucking love to be on a magazine. Like, even though magazines are totally obsolete, <laughs> it's like still in fitness in yeah. particular and, and in most industries, but fitness in particular, like being on the cover of magazines, like was a number one goal for most people. Yeah. Like that's, sure. that means you hit it. Um, and yeah, it'd be fucking rad, but what am I going to do with that? Yeah. Start your own magazine, put yourself on the cover. Yeah. I mean, that's what we we know people who did that, but like, but like, yeah, even, I don't know. It just all sucks. The whole industry sucks and it's cool. It's business and it's marketing and I get it. I'd just rather market authentically, but that's basically what me and Kyle were talking about. Like, yeah, like people like niche themselves, whether they believe in it or not, 
Mm-hmm. Like I'm the keto guy, and all you fucking talk about is keto, and all you talk about is steak, and all you talk. I was fucking buying broccoli. <laughs> I'm on Amazon, Whole Foods, whatever, you know. Yeah. I got an echo. Uh oh. Um, and I uh, yeah, I just heard it myself. Okay, in my ear, and I hate my voice. I, I almost, I almost just puked. Uh, yeah, because I was trying. Oh. I was had inception puke. Now? Yep, hear myself. Oh Jesus. I hear myself in the past. All right. We just went in a black hole. I'm on Amazon, Whole Foods, whatever, getting uh-huh. food delivered because where I live, there's like no good grocery store. And two, I'm lazy as fuck. Since COVID hit, I never go to the grocery store. Um, and I'm buying just frozen broccoli, right? Yeah, I know you bitches out there are going to say, like, why are you drinking, you know, diet soda with all these chemicals and then frozen broccoli? Go eat some fresh broccoli. But the truth is you guys drink alcohol a weekend and you guys are pieces of shit. I'm doing much better than you. So I buy frozen broccoli in large on the bag. It says keto friendly. Oh, oh, really? I'm like, motherfuckers, broccoli. (laughs) Like, where are we? I don't know. People were know. not eating broccoli because they thought it was making them fat, but yeah. now it says keto and they're going to buy broccoli all of a sudden? Yeah. Like they, these companies, I don't know exactly what company it was, but I'm sure it's some large ass brand. Uh-huh. They have marketing teams with trillions of dollars doing shit tons of research that proves that works. Like they're not putting that on there for no reason. Uh, probably not for no reason. Uh, I don't know. No, I don't for know. sure. I, I guarantee there's so much money involved. I, so much of this stuff is done by people who are 23 years old or just graduated from college. Really, because but but they but but they still have some kind of stats. No twenty three year olds at like big green giants saying, "Hey, we're throwing keto on the oh, back," and they're no, like, no, "Yeah, no, 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 no." Most advertising people just graduated from college. That's why such advertising sucks. No, I know, but I know it's by. There's got to be stats behind it. Maybe. There's no way they could prove to the uppers to pay it to change the whole thing. There's just no way. It's not even an ad. It's on the back of the fucking thing. I don't know. That's I don't know. Wild. I don't know. I don't eat frozen broccoli, so I can't really tell you. I did, I, we just had some fresh broccoli that was like the craziest that I've ever had. Really? Yeah, yeah. And I'm just I not guess, gonna like boil it. You know, like I just don't want. It's no, just, just more dishes. And, no, you boil it. What do you do? You uh, roast it in the oven. Oh, I could do that too. But that takes a little bit longer. Or you can saute it on the de- on the oh, stove. Or diet, diet. I, you got to put olive oil on there to make it taste good. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Olive oil is fine. Leave olive oil alone. No, it's too too many calories. Leave olive oil alone. Popeye and olive oil, leave them alone. It, I, I, spinach pop, and olive oil. Oh, spinach? Yeah, if I'm trying to make a good meal, for sure. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not worried about that. I'm never worried. I'm fat at the moment. I don't really care, yeah. period. But that's not, I'm never going to worry about that. That's that's majoring in the minors as far as, as far as I'm concerned. If you're not cracking the, the top of it and throwing your head back and taking it to the dome, it doesn't matter. Because you're not using more than, more than a couple teaspoons. Yeah, but like, what's a teaspoon? You're not eating all of it. You're, sure, it's sure, coating sure. part of it. Yeah. And most of it's in the pan. And some if of I'm it tracking my off. food, I'm gonna track my food. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I disagree. I, that's, that's, I, I think that you should, you could, you could profit more from paying attention to your salt than you can from from oil because you're With just gonna losing re- weight. You're gonna retain. retain I don't think so. I think so. If your salt is high but consistent, you'll be fine. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Because it's not going to fluctuate. You can't gain weight by eating salt. Yes, you can. Totally. You get you gain you gain the, fluid because you retain fluid. Yeah, by, but there's an upper limit. Yeah, but still, you're not going to like continue. I'm, you're not going to get from two twenty to three hundred pounds eating salt. No, 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 no. But I'm talking about you're you're not trying to lose eighty pounds. I'm trying to lose like forty. I was two fifty, and I'm two twenty. Lord. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm tracking everything. I mean. I'm for the average person that doesn't need to lose weight. Yeah, you don't need to track the oil you're cooking with. But if you're dieting, you need to track calories. I, I that's just a fact. That's just you science. can track calories, but I, don't, I would not. If you're if you're using a little bit of oil to cook, I wouldn't worry about it. I would never worry about it. Yeah, but you saying that, uh, who's using actually a little bit of oil to cook? I only use a little bit of oil to cook. I know because you're saying it, but everyone listening is not just using a little bit of oil well, to cook. I, 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 that's I, like, oh, I just put a little butter on my toast, and they fucking kush, dunk. Yeah, no, I, I people need to have a reasonable amount of it, but that doesn't mean you cut it out. No, I mean, that's the whole point of of if it fits your macros or counting your calories. Period. For sure, is is figuring out how much of it is actually like an effective but that's, calorie. But that's in what your you diet. track. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, if you go untracked and everything, that's when you're like, oh, I'm just having a handful of chips, and you leave with two double-handed <laughs> in your jacket handful of fish. I, I think it matters if it's a if it's an ingredient, but it's not an ingredient if you're cooking in it. It's a cooking medium. I mean, you're, you're not what you're getting off of it is so little that it's not worth it. You can steam your broccoli if you want to, but it's fucking boring. Yeah, it's boring. But I mean, if you're trying to lose fifty pounds, it's going to be boring. Yeah, I mean. A trick is you can like, steam your broccoli in the microwave and throw it in a in a pan with a very minimal amount of olive oil yeah. and brown it up so that it actually tastes like something. Yeah, I don't mind it. I really don't. Now I'll do a little like fat-free cheese on there. I mean, I'm not eating broccoli to begin with to 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 hit my pizza craving. You know, I'm eating broccoli so I don't die yeah. and so I can take a shit. Yeah, my my point is that most people's problem with losing weight doesn't have to do with a little bit of oil or a little bit of regular cheese or whatever. I, I it's think about. it does. I honestly do. I think because you do that little bit all the time. So if you go, oh, it's just a little bit of whole milk in my coffee. Oh, it's just a little bit of whole milk in my cereal. Oh, it's just a little bit of olive oil here. Oh, it's just a little more dressing on my salad. Oh, it's a little bit more cheese on my pizza. Oh, I, I think that does for a lot of folks. I think for a lot of folks it does. Uh, I, I think that binge eating and and just overeating period are so much more of the problem. I like don't think that's good ni- either. Yeah. 80 to 90% of the problem. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the stats on how many people binge that are overweight or not or how many people just have poor habits. I mean, I honestly think if we want to get to the root of nutrition issues, um, it's inconsistencies, obviously eating out, obviously overconsumption and is an easy one, but I think number one is education. People don't even know there's calories and stuff. They don't know what calories are in what. You go. Everyone should know how many carbs are in a banana. Yeah, there's no reason we shouldn't. Or how many how many calories are in an egg, which is to say almost none. Yeah, yeah, it's like six, six fat, six protein, depending on the size of egg. Yeah, yeah, but people don't know that. Yeah, I think if you know that, now you can be flexible to make those changes. But if you don't know that. And you're just dosing. Yeah, I, I think that the general philosophy, like like being exposed to lane and stuff, it's it's the over availability of hyper palatable foods, and that people can't restrain themselves from eating too much of. I don't think that, but that's that's because they don't know what is even palatable. People have no clue what anything is. No palatable is in like taste good. No, it's I know, like, and people don't even know like that that ch- chips or they might grab like a veggie chip, yeah, which is just, palatable, but they think it's healthy. Yeah, but that's got the same amount of carbs, same amount of fat as yeah. A they don't they're not Dorito. at the labels, or whatever. That's my point. Is yeah. education of calories within an item. Yeah, and once you control all that, now you can choose the flexibility. Like, all right, I'm not going to put cheese on my hamburger. I'm going to put more oil on my broccoli. Yeah, but, but when you start to do both all the time for every meal, the, the, but the diet, the human diet that that rates the highest for health overall and always has is the Mediterranean diet, which has olive oil in it. Yeah, I'm not saying olive oil is unhealthy. That's a different co- topic. I'm talking about losing weight. Yeah, but, that's a much different topic. But a healthy weight is part of the point of a diet. I, I think I don't know. I just fucking hate the word diet anyway. That's that's okay. Nutrition. That's, yeah. We could use whatever you want, but diet to me means you're trying to lose weight. Toward what end, though? Are you going to stick at that? Or are yeah, you, that's the goal. I was 250 pounds at five nine. Like, why would I want to do that? That's not healthy. No, yeah. it's not. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. What does that mean? You're giving up olive oil forever? No, you can sprinkle it back in. But I just, like I said, I know my calories everywhere, so I get to choose where I eat what I want to eat. Yeah. And olive oil and my broccoli is not the number one choice. <laughs> That's the point of being flexible. Uh, I just, I don't like broccoli. And it's a, right. It so then like you can choose that and then not eat like steak, right? If you're dieting, then then same idea. You'd go with the leaner beef and you or leaner chicken and you do that. I would rather do the opposite. That's where the flexibility comes for the individual palate. Okay, but for the masses that might yeah, be listening, I will. Uh, yeah, for the last masses that might be listening, roll it back. People said, "Don't you're saying you don't want to eat olive oil yeah. because of the calories?" Yeah, and there are people out there saying, "Oh, I can't eat olive oil," and which is not Perhaps. true. You can totally. Eat olive oil. Yeah, they can. Yeah, they can. They can fit it in if they know what the hell they're doing for sure. Yeah, but to say it has no calories isn't an option either. Yeah, I didn't say it has no calories, but I don't think that I think they're negligible for the amount of, of of oil that's actually on your thing. Right, right, right. But that was my point: is that the negligible to the bad eating habit ends up in a snack in a meal on every plate, and then it's now it's now it's not negligible anymore. Well, I think you have to exercise judgment about what's negligible, but I think that olive oil, just by itself, when you're cooking with it and you're not like bathing everything in it, is not that big a deal. Sure. Sure. Yeah, but nothing's a big deal. 
Well, unless you overeat it, nah, nothing's a big deal. Right. Right. But I just see there's just yeah. <laughs> Next topic. Yeah. I just don't like binaries when it comes to any of this stuff. Uh, who said binary? No one did. No one yeah. did. I said I don't I do frozen broccoli because it's fast and easy for me. That's yeah. what I said. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. I, I can make a five course meal with fucking olive oil and go ham ass and I got half an hour to eat and then I'm fucking back moving. That's it. All right, next topic. Did you watch uh, the latest winning time? We saw it. Um, I still don't understand why they're making Jerry West so crazy. Yeah, or a piece of shit. Yeah. Well, I think that... I, I like, is that the underlying joke or is that the underlying truth? No, I think that the the deal is that uh, uh, he sucked as a coach because he hated being a coach. Yeah, and uh, perhaps. I, I think, think he could have just sucked at being a coach. Like... Every great player, I can't name. I mean, there's some really good players that have been coaches. Larry, Wil- uh, Lenny Wilkins was a really good coach in the NBA and a really good point guard in the '70s. Um, but he's not top ten point guard all time. Like, there's not a lot of top top players that are dope coaches. Yeah, football. I don't know much about baseball. Um, soccer didn't work out well for Maradona. Like, there's not a lot of guys that end up doing that. Yeah. Because uh, chances are, in your if you're in the top ten of any category all time, powerlifting, I'd probably include. You know, that might hurt some feelings out there. But if you're top fifty, top one hundred, chances are you have a gift that others don't. Mm-hmm. And so for your road, not that it's easy, because everyone's gonna bitch like, I worked hard too. Sure you did. Sure, pal. <laughs> you need a fucking tap on the back that you worked hard. Uh, but chances are, things probably came slightly easier to you. That's just the fact. Yeah. Like, Jordan didn't have to worry about dunking. Yeah. That's not something I had to work on. Or, you know, there's certain things, like, he just didn't have to go against that a 5'9 Italian guy would have to go against to fucking learn how to play basketball. And so I'd imagine Jerry West ran into some of that, being a poor coach. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, they have him fucking, like, f- like fetal position in his living room. Mm-hmm. Like, what is he doing? Now, that may be in his book. Uh, it might be. It's yeah, pro- I mean, he's I mean, well documented as, yeah. a, like, a persona. Yeah. And he's still around, though. Like, he's still around the Lakers organization. No, he's not anymore. Uh, he, he hangs out there all the time. He has no relationship with the with the Lakers organization anymore. I just read an article. Oh, in maybe. The I know like he hangs out there. Ago. Yeah, maybe he doesn't work there, but he's yeah. around. He like, does, he's, yeah, he's in they, the industry. They, they've basically cut him out and cut him off. That's weird. They, they don't they don't. Maybe deal he's with crazy him then. Uh, however, it's when he becomes a GM, that's a big deal. He's, like, yeah. probably one of the best GMs in basketball history. Yeah, that's a little different, too, than coaching, you know? Because, yeah. like, yeah, you're just looking at raw talent. Yeah, totally different thing. But, uh, yeah, and finagling. Yeah, the the Red Auerbach, that made him look like a dick. Yeah, um, a lot I, of Celtics fans upset by uh, that. Probably, probably. Uh, they snuck in David Stern, which becomes a very big name here in Sacramento for sure, yeah. uh, but in the NBA. Um, and I'm sure he's a great uh, commissioner, who, you know? Um, but he also got pretty lucky. Like you got Magic Johnson, Larry Bird take over the league with like a lot of spice, and yeah. then Jordan comes in and literally changes sports history and fashion history. Yeah, I'd probably be a really sick commissioner in the '90s too, you know. And then you have Allen Iverson. Like, there's like a lot of drama and yeah, a lot yeah. of like. Sure, he had his issues he had to deal with, but like yeah, born on third base, as they say. Yeah, yeah. he kind of got the lucky draw there, rather than you're in a boring ass sport like we even talked about in the last episode. Like baseball, football, generally speaking, obviously got more difficult better athletes better training but if you watch tape it looks like the same sport basketball literally what doesn't look like the same sport 2020 to 1960 yeah like it's a different sport like and and the rules i'd imagine the rules have changed more drastically than the other two sports too like for a long time you couldn't dunk a basketball it was illegal yeah you could there was no three-point line (laughs) like like big changes Uh drastic changes where that's like baseball not allowing home runs yeah they're talking about they got f- in the next forty five days or less than forty five days now from from the beginning of the the uh, signing of the of the collective bargaining agreement for Major League Baseball. Yeah. Um, spring training starting late, whatever, whatever. But they may increase the size of the bases, which sounds ri- ridiculous. To yeah, me because yeah, that, what's wait, wait, are too many people getting out? Like, what's what's the end goal there? Uh, I don't know. Dude's really feet are bigger. I don't know. They're, what are we doing? Yeah, I don't know. They're talking about um, originally they struck the ghost runner for uh, extra innings games. They originally struck that. That may come back because apparently some of them like it. Yeah. I don't know. I hate it. I hate the whole idea. It's a different strategy when 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 you're um, sure 
when you're starting with somebody on second base. Yeah, I don't know. All of us, yeah, and the, I guess the the overtime rule in football is a little weird, so people don't like that. Yeah. Um, and that's semi new, probably in the last twenty years. I don't know. B- baseball bats and balls, I know, change in baseball yeah. a lot. The biggest thing being uh, that the National League is going to have a designated hitter. Yeah, going forward, it never really has for any length of time before. Didn't they buy Rawlings or something recently? Me and Kyle were talking about it. Well, that's a possibility. I yeah, don't know. That, that seems like a weird conflict of interest going on. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that MLB bought Rawlings within the last ten years. That's a possibility. I don't know. And now balls are changing, and you know, now they, you're like, all right, man, they what's used going two on? Different balls during the season last yeah. year, and didn't disclose it until after the season was over. To the players is, or the public, yeah, everybody, anybody. I'm everybody. sure a pitcher would know. Probably they could probably feel it, but I don't know. It's all so weird. Like I, uh, I don't, I don't believe. I love conspiracies that uh, they entertain me. I don't believe a ton in sports because, like, sports really is business. Mm-hmm. You know, there really are just you can just see their motives. Mm-hmm. You know, it's pretty easy to, to tell. Um, but yeah, having two different balls and not telling people it just seems weird. Like, why? Yeah, you're always just better being honest. Yeah, I don't know. And, and just be honest with it. Hey, we wanted longer. We wanted faster pitches. Yeah. So we we're trying this out. Or hey, we wanted more. You say that. That's how video games work. Yeah. You know, like a different gun gets a little buff and gets a little better. A little more, Most of the time they just tell you, yeah, enough people weren't using this gun in the game. We wanted them to try this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. <laughs> and, then, and then you continue to play it. Yeah. <laughs> like rather than be sneaky about it, like the, what's the win? I don't know. I don't know. They're just socially engineering the game. Yeah. Physically yeah. engineering the game. Yeah. Whatever gets views, I guess. That's, I mean, that does make sense. And I don't know about the steroids for all argument in baseball. But there's a lot of eyes going with Sammy Sosa's smashing, you know? It's kind of fun. It's funny because he is like persona non grata at this point. Yeah. Like nobody is on Team Sosa at I this know. point. McGuire. McGuire more so yeah. than Sosa. I, I mean, McGuire got jobs in, in baseball after he yeah. retired. Bonds doesn't work for the Giants, eh? Uh, he has a special assistant position that was yeah. part of his uh final contract yeah, like a severance yeah That's but they do that with a lot of them it's not like you know if you play ever you ever played for the giants you have some opportunity to come in and do yeah. something with them it's cool whether it's pr stuff or, or yeah, yeah. working with players or whatever they just it's yankees are kind of the same way there's a million local channels you can have a fucking half hour show on yeah yeah for sure i don't know i don't uh, know about the lakers um or how much is real? I wish I. I guess I was just alive in the era, so I lo- knew a little bit more what was like real or not. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. Like he could have not sat down with Red Auerbach for all we know, and that could have just been for fun for the show. Uh, yeah, that. But I think it was. I mean, it is based on a book that was. Yeah. Uh, you know, Showtime. Yeah. Uh, that supposedly some of the stuff is documented. That- yeah. It just makes such a big warning because because it's a comedy and they're bashing a bunch of people. Yeah, uh, it just makes such a big warning. Like all oh, this is dramatized, and yeah, you're like all right, I get it. It's fun though. It is. I like it. It's I like a really it. fun. It, show. It's kind of refreshing because like like we talk about like a lot of sports shows are more dramatic, mm-hmm. and this is more comedy driven and at least lighthearted. Like yeah. even though he's like freaking out in his room, look like he's about to kill himself. Like it's like lighthearted ish. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much of the owners. Maybe it's a different era, and they kind of mention it there. And and certain owners now, Mark Cuban, et cetera, et cetera, are like more involved. But it seemed in that era that owners were very involved. Yeah, we're like now. I don't, I don't think they do. I think a lot of them teach it like a stock. You know, they they, they own it and they give it to the GM and the execs, and they just kind of bounce. Which is what Red, Red Arbach says in in the yeah. in the dialogue there. And I think that Mark Cuban had some trouble breaking in to the um, oh, industry. Yeah, because I think that because he was kind of a new money guy. He was young at the young, time. Yeah, I mean, still he's not that old, but I think he was really young when he bought it. Even though Jerry Buss looks young in the um, show, obviously it's John C. Riley, so who right. knows? But when he passed away, twenty fifteen or something, something like that. I don't know. I looked it up last week. Yeah, so, so maybe he was 14, 15, pretty young, 16, something like that. Yeah, they still don't really show like I know they say like real estate he made his money, and I just don't know. And we looked over it, but yeah. it's funny like his mom's his accountant, and like he's kind of on her couch, but he lives like a rich life, but he doesn't live a rich life. Yeah, sometimes I feel like he doesn't have money in the show, you know. And uh-huh. then sometimes he's like, "Yeah, we'll buy you whatever player you want." I'm like, "Is that before salary caps? How does that conversation go?" I believe that was before salary yeah, caps. Yeah, for free agents too, wasn't it? Yeah, he's just going nuts. I don't know because yeah, obviously MLBs like that, and uh, European soccer, most soccer leagues are like that, but basketball like. Each team gets to spend the same amount of money, yeah. which is cool, uh, I think. But during this era, it doesn't feel like it. Well, I mean, they can spend more. There's luxury tax. Yeah, there's right? a fat tax. I think there might be an upper limit, though, still. 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But I don't think you can just yeah, I don't think you can just go gas to the wall. I think there's an upper limit. That's one of the things that baseball was just wrestling with is is there a ceiling, is there a floor? Yeah. You know, like you, if you're gonna own a team you have to there spend should X probably amount. be a floor, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> otherwise you're you're fielding a you know, a minor league team yeah. in a major league uniform, yeah. which is bullshit. And nobody's going to show up to watch that. Yeah. And that's what they talk about in the show. It's just like, it is interesting, like how much of a business it is. And like, yeah, you need to win enough games to fill seats and like sell jerseys. Mm -hmm. But do you need to win a championship to make money if you're an owner? Mm -hmm. Like, I obviously don't know the business that well, but. I think you make your money when you sell. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. You make your team good enough. Yeah. Marketable enough. A cool jersey, one or two cool players. You sell some tickets. Um, He talks a lot about owning the forum already in this one too, about, how to how to fill out the venue 360 days a year, mm-hmm. which is just like it's such dumb business. But like some business decisions are that. Like, like he says the average stadium I think sells 210 uh, events a year. Yeah. He's like, cool, let's get to 260 and then 360, and then we'll be good. And I'm like, yeah, man. Like, because biz- people ask me on Instagram like business questions. I'm like, sometimes it's not that complicated. Like how you get there, everyone's got to finagle yeah. away. I'm not saying it's easy, right? But like, all right, you own this iconic building in los angeles which is like new you know hollywood money all this stuff it's now sunny california how do you make more money well we just need more events (laughs) like it seems simple enough like how you get there sure is difficult but some people just overcomplicate business sometimes i think that's part of the thing about arenas period when you're building like new arenas or whatever if you if you can't book shows in there when you're not playing what you know basketball basketball or whatever yeah yeah yeah, even ours. Like in the summer, we have some concerts, but I feel like we don't go nuts. Yeah. Obviously, where Sacramento is a little bit different. It's not as much of a destination spot as LA, but yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, before we transition away from this, uh, no, nah, I've forgotten what it was. Um, thing I wanted to talk about was this uh, rituals. Oh yeah, pre lift rituals, pre meet rituals, pre workout rituals, yeah. whatever, whatever. Um, and the reason I want to talk about this is our our friend. Garrett Fear went just totally off on a lifter who has very oh, yeah. complicated deadlift setup. I thing. feel like you and I've for sure have done an episode on this. Either making fun of people or joking about it. Like deadlift setups have been a thing. I don't know if we've if we specifically talked about it for a yeah. whole episode before, but yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a thing. I'm just saying in our ten years of podcast, I know we've talked we'll about it. So. Yeah. Because yeah, there's a big old thing like sumo lifter or whatever. Yeah, everyone's got a thing or or like Dan Green braces a certain way and then you saw like a hundred lifters brace exactly like he did you know like he kind of flexes his biceps before he grabs the bar and shit now you're like all right everyone's doing that like going back to rituals like it yeah. should probably be kind of individual <laughs> to like get you it's kind of like a cue it's yeah. a lifting cue yeah like for sure I, yeah like a, the same coach he can have similar cues for clients or whatever but like if you're just telling everyone knees out but homeboy ain't got a problem with his knees going out. <laughs> his cue probably isn't working now. Right, right. And in terms of of um, rituals for deadlift in particular, I don't feel it like people really know what they're doing. Um, <laughs> I think that goes everywhere right? it, for everything. <laughs> I mean, it. Maybe they do. Yeah, I, I didn't have a complicated ritual. So, uh, and I was pulling gear. So you you sort of. A lot of it is about getting into position and figuring out how to get into position. Yeah, it's a little more like um, functional, like it's a, it's a, it's a mandatory. Yeah, it's like a mandatory ritual to even grab the fucking bar. Yeah, how do you get down there and get both hands on yeah. the bar with enough of a grip that you can actually pull it without losing? Yeah, you know. Yeah, when to breathe, when not to breathe. It's a little simpler, raw. Yeah, but the the folks that are doing like yeah. walk like an Egyptian yeah. before they yeah. actually even get to the bar. Yeah, evoke, evoke. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I. I probably sound like a hater a lot, but like uh, I do deem a lot of things that people like just not playing sports before. Like if someone's doing all that at the free throw line, I know that kid's a joke. You know what I mean? Like if you're doing all that, I'm like, dude, you just probably can't shoot. Like you're trying to <laughs> figure your shit out, you know? But like if you straight shoot, you're going to have a routine, but it's going to be a little more basic. A couple dribbles, spin or two. Maybe maybe you throw one up for the homies, and then you're <laughs> shooting. You know, like Jason Kidd was a decent free throw shooter. He like blew a kiss to his kids, but that was uh, probably only in the NBA. He's not doing all that in college. Yeah, deadlift is probably the same. If you gotta do the haka before you fucking pull <laughs> three fifteen, see that's yeah right. You probably ain't got it in you. But there is actually some science around it. Yeah, not the haka, not the haka. No, but, I, but, I, I, I think, unless the ritual is your, uh, your, uh, your haka is the ritual. Yeah, I just, I, and I don't know what the science is. Uh, I'm sure it agrees to how I coach, but like 
just like a free throw, and I and I, I make references to squatting, benching, and deadlifting very similar to a free throw or shooting a, 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 a golf, you know, uh-huh. a, a drive or something like that. You you want to build a routine that gets you both mentally and physically in the same position because all that really matters in all these things is consistency. Yeah. Um, sure, there's better form and worse form, and you want to keep the bar close on a deadlift, et cetera, et cetera. There's things where we're trying to hit, but the ritual to me is literally just consistency. Same thing why there's even four in, in shooting a basketball why there's a certain way you swing a baseball bat mm-hmm. like yeah there's some ways that are more optimal than others but we've seen guys shoot basketballs great with funky form and I'm sure we've seen baseball hitters hit home runs with some weird shit but the point is that they're consistent time and time again right and that's literally the key for for anything in life if you ask me um, where I'm a big tradition guy or because tradition and like superstition mm-hmm. start to mesh in you know like if it's a pre thing it's probably more mental and you still want a routine. Like I used to shower before every basketball game. Mm-hmm. I like to shower before workouts. Schedule doesn't always help. You always eat like the certain meal, the certain whatever. And some of that looks from the outside superstitious. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, if I don't eat my Caesar salad, I'm going to lose. But a lot of it is maybe just routine to get you in the same mental start as, as you are every single game. And <laughs> here's the thing. Where did it all come from? Probably religion. Oh, uh, Probably. Probably religion. Yeah. Um, You're like a, I feel like some of it's just like a little bit of human nature too. Like eventually, like if you want to be good at something, you're just going to have to do it the same all the time. Yeah. And you probably find like a weird tick where you're doing shit a certain way. Mm-hmm. I, um, I'm going to link an article in here uh, called Why Rituals Work. But we talk about placebos and it's very similar. Yeah. Um, and, so many uh so many of the things that we feel uncertain about are are somewhat solved by making them feel more familiar yeah. by doing repetitive things that, that's why I say people would like whether it's mental illness or just even anxiety or whatever just like have a routine in your life yeah having like meals at the same time work at the same time leisure at the same time yeah probably help a lot of your brain stuff yeah um cuz yeah what's scary the unknown yeah, so for how sure. about we isolate that as much as we can? For sure. And um, in powerlifting and weightlifting, any strength-based thing, there's always there's that dichotomy between strength and form. Yeah, and I think that ritual doesn't do anything for strength, really, or not much at least. But it certainly makes a difference to form. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, kind of the consistency, like we said. Yeah, you're not going to pull something out because you did the haka, but you might be able to deadlift <laughs> the same way you did in practice as right, haka. Yeah. Right. Yeah, weightlifters are probably even a better example. I don't, I don't know if they're all as crazy because there are some powerlifters. <laughs> I don't want to say I'm Team Garrett Fear on this one. There are some shit I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Uh, but weightlifters always do some shit. Yeah, and that is a little more mental. Even, even the six months, I, I kind of went hard on weightlifting. It does feel because you're like, damn, it's gonna be hard. You know, and maybe it's because I was still new to it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, it's gonna be hard. <laughs> you know, I couldn't get as, um, I couldn't get as like excited to pull. Yeah, when I'm, I I can get all fired up for a deadlift because my form's so locked in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can get all mental and crazy. Weightlifting, I kind of couldn't. I had to concentrate and try to get excited, which is kind of hard. Where powerlifting, yeah, I just don't. Maybe because I've done it longer, but I don't have to get as concentrating. Basketball is kind of the same too. Yeah, I would concentrate a little bit on like the plays or what I had to do because I was like captain. I had to call some plays, but like I could just kind of focus energy. I don't know. You're right, though. I think I think some is is it is the the mental skill side, and then the physical. Because powerlifting, we all know why dudes are bashing their head against the wall. Like maybe that's not our route, but I understand it. Mm-hmm. I do understand it. Like you get angry and you do feel stronger. <laughs> yeah. Like you move some weight, you might not be able to move. Yeah. What I've seen more is people get overhyped. Like, yeah. They need sure. to find the right find the right level with it yeah. for sure. That's kind of the same thing. Is like I just don't know if a lot of those guys were like high level athletes. Because no way you're going into a football game that's two hours long fucking bashing your head the whole time. You you just can't. Yeah. You can't do that. I think if you've made yourself bleed, you've perhaps gone too far. I don't know, man. As cool as My that. My boy Tom Callis makes himself bleed here and there, and he squats pretty good. I think it's because he's a cutter. That's what <laughs> yeah. he's Yeah, he'd be bashing his head against the squad bar. You're going to get fucked up. Yeah. I, I think that, yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe his rage is controlled to the point that yeah. it's not a big deal. But uh, I think you're right. Other people like concussing yourself is never a good idea. No, I think you're right. And especially for those people. And obviously we're joking about 
how much they bleed or concussed, even though I'm sure someone has, that their their skill probably isn't at the level where they can get that excited. Right. But if you're the most skilled lifter, you could probably go ape shit, you know, because yeah. you're so locked into your squad form, like a Tom. Um, but for the majority of people then see Tom, or Marcus is a good uh, example too, Filipino Thunder here. He mm-hmm. gets all kinds of fired up. But his squat's really good. <laughs> you know, yeah. like he has really good form. He's done it for 15 years. He can... F- build up that mental because the physical skill is already going to be there. It's kind of like a default uh-huh. where if you're even newish and a new depends on the sport, it could be seven years if you're not that right. good. You know, like your squat form isn't locked in and now you're kind of get fired up. Now you're probably going to. Well, I, having seen him lift for many, many years, I think that part of the, of his process of firing up is actually regulating himself down yeah, maybe. to the level to concentrate on it. Yeah, like, it might be. Like he's blowing off a lot of bunches, a lot of steam before he gets in there. Yeah, and some people would say, "Oh, you're you're wasting energy." It's like, no, he's he's wasting energy, but wasting it down to the point that he can control it. Just like dogs that do the zoomies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think exactly. they just I think they just do that to get out of energy. That's a that's a very good point. Yeah, zoomies. Yeah, yeah. Marcus is doing the zoomies pre nine hundred pound squat. So this from this point forward, that's what we're gonna. We're gonna call those all those warm ups and call them zoomies. Yeah, all those crazy yeah. ritual things before polls. I do think in general, um, I was like really into flow state for a while and shit like that, or the yeah. concept of it because I, I've never been able to feel it that good. Besides playing basketball, basketball mm-hmm. is probably the only time I've ever really felt it. Maybe a couple times podcasting or something because you're so into the conversation and or like the conversation is moving so fast, you kind of have no option to be there. But mm-hmm. basketball. If you want to succeed, you literally have no option other than to be like a billion percent present, right? There's so much going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and like lifting is just not like that. <laughs> you know, like I'm lifting for 30 seconds and I'm sitting for three minutes. Like I just can't be that locked in. Um, yeah, I can't think of another example. So I was, I was just listening to podcasts or read articles or yeah. whatever on flow. And a lot of people say that routine will get you in there. Right. Because um, a lot of people talk about flow. Maybe music. Actually, when I played music, maybe I hit it a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. you're really into a song. and you're, you're, you, We did a lot of like jazz or improv things. So you really had to feed off of everybody else and you had to be present. But um, yeah, people talked about routine to get yourself into flow to write or routine to get yourself into flow to sing or to go to work or whatever, whatever. Even painters, creative, whatever. Um and so I think it's a little bit the same. Maybe it's a little bit of placebo, mm-hmm. but you're like, I know what flow feels like, and that's over here at B. And to get there, I got to do you know steps one through three. And if I do steps one through three the exact same, maybe my chances are higher to get to B. Yeah. Uh, some of the research has been done around um, bereavement. So like mourning, sadness, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and some of it has been like, uh, attempting to establish things when you know when so- someone's going to die, you know that someone's dying. Attempting to establish good feelings paired with the bad feelings, so that the good feelings eventually override. And yeah, but this one is not. This one's actually about about losing. I'm just going to read this. Um, uh, we examined the power. This is from the why rituals work article that's going to be linked here. We examined the power of rituals in alleviating disappointment in a more mundane context, losing a lottery. I'm disappointed every time I play the lottery, so I should probably read this. We invited people into the laboratory and told them they would be part of a random drawing, which they would could, they could win $200 on the spot and leave without completing the study. To make the pain of losing even worse, we even asked them to think and write about the ways that they would use the money, which is really painful, uh, that's some of how I put myself to sleep is sometimes is what I would do if I won the lottery. <laughs> Daydreamings. <laughs> yeah. Another random draw. Uh, after another random draw, the winner got to leave and we divided the remaining losers into two groups. Some people were asked to engage in the following ritual. Step one was to draw how you feel, currently feel on a piece of paper on the desk for two minutes. Step two was to sprinkle a pinch of salt on the paper with your drawing. Step three was to tear up so the witchcraft. Piece, of, piece of paper. And four was to count to 10 in your head five times. Other people simply engaged in a task, drawing how they felt for the same amount of time. Finally, everyone answered questions about their level of grief, such as, I can't help feeling angry and upset about the fact that I did not win $200. The results, those who perform a ritual after losing in the lottery, reported feeling less grief. 
Our results suggest that engaging in rituals mitigates grief caused by both life-changing losses, such as death of a loved one, and more mundane ones, losing a lottery. So is the ritual before somebody goes up to pull? Just because they're worried they're going to miss? Yeah. I, I, I wonder about that. I don't know. Yeah, again, because like, so like on the death thing, I don't, uh, it's probably going to sound dark. I don't know, and maybe not that dark, but just true. I've gone through a lot of death yeah. and I don't know any of it was, all of it was like pretty unexpected and traumatic. Yeah. Like none of it was prepared. Yeah. Um, that I could think of. Maybe my aunt a little bit. Um, she's getting a little bit older, a little bit sick, but I, every other one, my grandpa, but every other one, all like six in that weird years I lived were all out of nowhere. So I had no routine. I had no, even if I wanted to fake it till I made it, no chance. Yeah. And lifting to me, I don't know. I think, I think it, uh, yeah, to me, probably not. I don't relate to that. And I don't know, obviously they're studying psychology. They're much smarter than I, but like shooting a free throw, you're just doing it to be consistent. You're not, you know, I'm not preparing myself for a miss. Right. Because if you miss half of your shots at a free throw line, you're a very bad free throw shooter. (laughs) So like we're doing it to make for sure. Uh, And even lifting, I would say is even, if you're lifting correctly, your percentage should be like the best free throw of all time. You should be shooting like 97% in the gym. Yeah. Right? Like I just made that up, but. Not Shaq. You you should not be missing maybe even more. You might be at like, yeah, I mean, if you train all year round and you compete twice, let's say, Mm -hmm. yeah, you should be shooting, yeah, Mm 97-ish or above. I mean, obviously you want to shoot 100, but but even a good lifter, you should be shooting 97%, 98% in the gym. So I don't know if it is for a miss. I uh, was watching. We're back to winning time for a second there. The 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 guy playing Magic, yeah. uh, actually, you know, shot the park. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was quite a display. It, I see like that. I just don't know if that's real or not. You know, like, and who is that fucking guy? You're like, <laughs> I'm I'm very confident in my basketball skills, uh-huh. but if I'm at a park. And the number one draft pick in the NBA is just like, let's go. I'm like, ah. uh, <laughs> you know, I'm like, ah, all right, man. Uh, yeah, I, like it's just different. Yeah, I, I, I think I hear my mom yeah, calling. Unless me. that guy played like college, which yeah. they, you know he works at a, like a Footlocker. They haven't really mentioned any of that. But if that yeah. guy's a D1 player, all right, yeah, yeah I'll check up Magic and sh- yeah, he you know, was also shows up. short. He was tiny. I mean, who knows? He could have been <laughs> six two. Magic yeah. six nine. Yeah, <laughs> although that actor is not. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If that actor is short, then that guy's five five. That actor's. Six five. Yeah. Oh, that's still pretty good. They couldn't find anybody who was six nine who's rare who could act. Yeah. I mean Yeah. I'm sure even Kareem in the movie's not, you know, six ten or seven one or whatever. Uh, the yeah. Kareem scene was kind of funny too. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously just short and sweet, but I wonder how much of that's real also. Yeah, I don't know. You know? Was he just not care about basketball all summer? That's like the vibe they sent you. <laughs> that is the vibe that they sent, yeah. That he was like, Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. He was in into martial arts, right? I and mean, that was the, and that and he, I think Similar time, sort of spiritually into that stuff. Yeah, similar uh, similar time when he went to the Lakers is a thing when he turned Muslim, um, changed his name, yeah. and then also similar time <clears throat> he was still very fucking good on Lakers. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. like he was the, he was the older guy, right? You know, he wasn't the young buck anymore, so maybe he was just confident in his game. And I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. I've heard from pro athlete friends and in the stuff that there are a lot of guys, maybe not on a cream level, because he's legendary mm-hmm. but that are there's really really good professional athletes that don't really train <laughs> i believe that. you know yeah yeah and that's where i did a whole video on it people still get mad where i say that talent does beat hard work and i think it does it in every aspect everywhere <laughs> genetics beats a lot of it really stuff does. Yeah. yeah and lifting and anywhere yeah, yeah it really does yeah, for sure and that doesn't feel good on the morale no but truth hurts kids so um i don't have a whole lot more on this i wonder the- i wonder if the intent behind your routine has to line up to have effect. That's a fair point. Right? Like like intent and training has to be there to have effect. Intent yeah. and everything, right? Like why, why are we doing it? Where are we going for it? And that's like the old meme of like I train, I don't work out. Yeah, yeah. Which sounds corny, but I do believe in it. Like you, you have to have intent and a loose goal yeah. to, to be able to get better. Right. Otherwise, you're just going through the motions. So I wonder if, yeah, if they're voguing, not knowing why they're voguing. You know, or the Vogue's different every setup. That I, I would have a problem with that. Yeah, that would have a problem. That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I bet you it's more common than we think. You know, as you see 
your favorite lifter, John Hack, pull 900, and you kind of see what he does, mm-hmm. but you're not all in. And then you just try to mimic it, and you just do some random shit. So that's a thing, and that's definitely a thing that I've seen um, evolve over the, you know, basically the YouTube era. Yeah. Is people's people start to to uh, adopt other people's lifting styles, right. whether or not it's right for them. Which I think is like fine to some extent. Lifting may be a little bit different than other sports because leverages play such a role. Like you're literally your arm length decides how you probably should lift. Yeah. Or like basketball or baseball swing, you could probably emulate Barry Bonds and get pretty good. Potentially. Yeah. I mean, you, you could also just suck at baseball, but your right. swing wouldn't be the issue. You would be. Right. <laughs> your coordination would suck. Right. But this seems to be indicating that that the actual content of the ritual is, is not as yeah. important as the performance of the ritual. I do wonder how much that per- pertains to the activity. Because I think the ritual in powerlifting can be... Both the skill and the strength, yeah. right? Because like the the bench setup's a good example. Yeah. Like, it's a joke now how long people take and how extravagant it is. But if you're doing the right things, it might take you a while to really dig your traps in to really get your feet set. Mm-hmm. So it looks funky as you're like kind of caterpillaring your body into a position. So it is like a superstition tradition routine, but it really does serve a function. Yeah, where the vogue, the deadlift's probably a better joke example because why are you voguing it's not helping your lat no no it's not a um a movement preparation kind of kind of activity that's a little different in powerlifting to other sports too is like prep of the actual movement getting under a squat bar and like getting it in the exact place in your back exactly where you want it in your hands exactly where you want it that's much different than any other sport i can think of yeah because even baseball like you're kind of gripping that thing but like generally speaking you're going to yeah. grip the same spot. Although, the, yeah, there's a lot of ritual around that in baseball, no, but, for sure. but I don't know if it's functional. Oh, I don't know if all of it's functional. You know what I mean? I mean, the, the, um, I think they've actually sort of curbed it some, but there was a lot of, um, <laughs> they would call it like yard work, where the guy comes up to the um, yeah. to the batter's box and he's like kicking the dirt around. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's, I think that, I think when I think superstition in sport, I think baseball or golf. Yeah. Golf, it's actually deeper in this article is another one relative to, uh, to drive accuracy. Yeah. And uh, people, who were performing this ritual had greater drive accuracy and it wasn't, uh, wasn't their ritual going yeah. in. It yeah, was just, just a anything. clarifying kind of ritual. I mean, this is bullshit, but it's also right, clarifying. Right. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 it takes the noise out of whatever, right. Whatever signal you've got going right. on. Right. Or if there's pressure added, right. If you do one thing in practice. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I understand it 1 billion percent and I agree with it, but I do think certain lifts, especially powerlifting is the only one I can really think of. Where they are, some of them, not all these vogers, but they serve like a, a physical function rather than just the mental. Yeah. Which is kind of weird because I can't think of another sport that does that. Maybe golf a little bit. You know, you're digging your heels into the grass. Like we said, baseball a little bit. You got to get your grip exact right. Basketball a little bit. You'll spin the ball to get your hands on the laces, but it's not like as functional. If you just get under a barbell and the bar's like half an inch off on your trap, you're going to miss a lift yeah, if it's a max effort. Problem. Yeah, it's literally yeah. going to miss. We're like, if, if I'm sure if, if Barry Bond's pinky's not in the exact lace on the fucking bat, he's still going to crank one. <laughs> yeah, the the uh, um, home run that Hunter Pence hit in the World Series, I think it was the World Series, a few years ago, um, uh, where the bat broke and it literally, the ball hit it three times. Yeah. It's like there's no science yeah. or anything yeah. around still that. It's just, it. yeah, just no science around that yeah. at all. No way to fix it. Shouldn't, it shouldn't have happened. Um, anyway, speaking of performance in sport, September 11th. Yeah. I didn't think about that date. Yeah. I, you know what? What are, what are we going to do? I thought it was pretty American to do some fucking yeah. powerlifting. Yeah. So our first meet. Yeah. Our here first at, full meet. Yeah. Third Street Barber, the Good Company Classic um, Federation is the USPA. I believe it's open and ready to register. So I didn't see a link for the registration, but you can see you can see the uh, uh, actually listing for the on the date for their calendar okay. at this so, point. So, so it's official. By the time this is up, maybe or yeah, or, so we'll probably throw it on the website. We'll for sure throw it in Discord. Um, if you guys want to join the Discord, it's fifty percentfacts.com. Um, we have a link going there to yeah. go to the Discord. You also get early access and exclusives on all the merch, all the clothing, all the news we have. So join the Discord. Um, September eleventh is going to be a freaking party here in Sackdown. Hopefully, some food, some vendors, having a good time, and then uh, three. USB.co for all your clothing needs. I'm Silent Mike. Everywhere you want to find me.
I am at DJ McDean on the social media. It's a show. 50% facts, 4% is a word. And if you have uh, some rituals that you want to talk about pre-lift, pre-competition, pre-whatever, I forgot to say this. Uh, my Probably my biggest squat came from meat where I had a, pers- a very specific breakfast, and I tried to repeat that, and I did not repeat my performance in the, in the meat. It just didn't happen. So, yeah, it doesn't always work. Anyway, uh, uh, we'll talk to you Friday.